the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Betrayal, one of Satan's sharpest tools in his tool belt. We'll talk about that next. Join us. It's the classic et tu, Brute, probably one of the worst things we could ever feel when it comes to being slighted or maligned or hurt, betrayal. And that is Satan's end-time strategy. Welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well here in Livermore, California. Today we are back in the book of Mark, along with a few other passages, to look at betrayal, Satan's end-time strategy and how we can best avoid it. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, let's catch up with our teacher and pastor now. Here's Pastor Napoleon. And we are individual members, but we are part of a bigger, a bigger team. And we have to understand that dynamic. If I'm cutting you off, I'm cutting myself off. If I'm hitting you, I'm hitting me. Doesn't mean that you don't deal with issues doesn't mean that you don't deal with problems and stuff that come up with being a part of the body. Doesn't mean that part of the body will not be sick and needs help. All those things are necessary, but we have to see it in our minds that God wants us to have a lowliness, have lowliness and gentleness of mind. I never want to think more highly of myself than I ought to think, but to think soberly. You want to think soberly. You want to look at yourself, no matter how well you are doing, no matter how much stuff you have, you want to think soberly about yourself because you're this far of hitting rock bottom again. And if God was gracious to lift you up, he's the one that's sustaining you. You're not sustaining yourself. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so we want to make sure that we think, have a lowliness of thought, and a gentleness of heart. We want to make sure that we're constantly dealing with issues. Now, in this church, we hold people accountable for stuff. People don't like it. But if you're doing something, we're going to call you out. We're going to talk to you about it. We're not tripping. Just let's make it right. If you do well, will you not be accepted? God wants us to, to, to do what's right. He didn't just exceed, receive everything that Cain had to offer. He said no. He rejected it. He said, now do it right, and you'll be accepted. That's what God says. Well, for us, it's the same thing. We want to make sure that we hold people accountable. People are holding us accountable as a leadership team. All that, me as your pastor, I love it. I love it. I just want to be right. I want to do it right. Somebody can show me where I need to do something right. Well, praise the Lord. Let's do it. But the, the issue here is, we have to understand that even when you do that, there's a lowliness of mind and a gentleness that we should have. You can be gentle, but be firm about your position. Same th- way that we deal with in our homes. You want to be gentle, but firm. Does your kids understand? Your family understand? Whatever. They understand that, hey, this is the position. We're not budging on it. We love you, but we're not budging. This is the position. 
Can I have an amen, y'all? And you do that, and what happens? It creates a culture and an atmosphere that, that God is pleased with, pleased with. He says, with lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering. That means to suffer long. That means to bear with people. There's going to be times when you have to put up with stuff for a little while until things change. That means that sometimes people are going to get on your last nerve. But it doesn't mean that all of, a, all of a sudden now you just turn them over, you betray them, you turn on them. It means that, hey, listen, I'm going to bear with you for a while. Now, I'm not going to bear with you forever. God doesn't even do that with us. He says there's a cutoff point. We got to get it right. And so for us, it's important that the Spirit of God is not going to always strive with man. It's not going to keep wrestling with you forever. At some point in time, you've got to give up. Well, we want to be long-suffering, though. We want to give people a chance, give people another chance. In your personal life, give people a chance. I don't, get, I don't got one. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, man of God. I got one. Everybody else was like, mm. yes, this is the word. Said long-suffering. Look at your neighbor and tell them long-suffering. That means to suffer along with somebody. You're going through it Okay. <laughs> what am I going to do with y'all? Look what he says, long-suffering. Then he says, look at verse 2. He says, bearing with one another in what? Love. Bearing with one another. You're a part of a local church. Don't betray someone. Don't just turn them over to the devil and give the devil access into their life. Continue to pray for them, believe for them, and bear with them. There's going to be times when you have to bear with people. I'm not saying you bear with that forever. You give people their boundaries and limitations and say, hey, listen, if you cross over this, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. But there has to be a place in our lives where we're willing to bear with people, to go through a little process with them until people change. And that means that when you're part of a local church, there's going to be times with people that, you, you know, you got little rifts going on and stuff happens. There may be things about a person that God is working on. And you have to bear with that. Can I have an amen, y'all? Amen. If you're going to be a part of that, that sometimes people do things that kind of get under your skin. Man, why this? Oh, man. Oh, why are they sitting next to me this Sunday? Why are they sitting next to me? They always find me every Sunday. <laughs> They're sitting right next to me. They got their shoes off. I told them, I can't take it anymore. I'm about to move. Then they put up, they put up their finger like an old church. They put up the. Put your shoes on. <laughs> you got to bear with them. <laughs> People do things. You got to bear with them. You got to bear with them. And that's part of life. You know, my wife, my wife, was she, my wife, and I'm going to tell on my wife. She's right here. So, so I can tell she's right here. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I wish she was in the other room, though. But I, I'm in my room, right? I love my room. I'm in my room. I chill. Most of the time when I'm at my house, I chill in my bed. I'm just chilling. I got it all mapped out. I'm just having a good time. My wife will be outside building bird cages and dog houses. She out there, she out there like Farmer John, you know. She got, she got, she got hacksaws and saws. 
I'm like, hey, you do what you want to do. I'm going to chill and watch this football game. My wife will come in the bedroom, right? And, and <laughs> the, what, what's it called? The, the, uh, the thermostat. <laughs> so you walk in and this thermostat's right here. My bed's over there. My wife will walk in like she has been in there the whole time, enjoying herself. And the first thing she will do is look at the thermostat to see, you know, if it's hot or it's cold. And I'm like, I'm, I'm enjoying this. And she will press that button real fast and keep on going to the bathroom. I'm like, honey. <laughs> Hey, should I give you the mic so you can tell your side of the story? <laughs> she will hit that thing real fast and it keep on running. I'm like, what did you just do? She said, I turned it down. I'm like, it was, it was fine. It was, I was beautiful. I was beautiful. <laughs> we have fun with it. But, she, but you see, now listen, Saints, you see what I got to bear with? <laughs> my wife. She's a blessing. But uh, we have fun with it. I, now I just say whatever. But you gotta, we have to bear with one another in love, y'all. There's things about each other that, that God is working on, God's dealing with, God has made people different. And, and instead of getting overly critical of the difference, we need to appreciate actually what that person is doing. I know for my wife, she says, I'm just trying to save us money. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> and so, um, but the point, the point I'm trying to make is saying, you have to see the difference and say, well, man, you know what? I got I to gotta bear with a person as they're going through whatever process that God has taken them through. And as long as they're willing to go through the process, the process, I'm sticking with you. But we don't turn people over. We don't betray one another. We don't do things that will cause the enemy to to give the enemy access into a person's life. Judas, his heart was bad. And he allowed the enemy access. We can't do that to one another. We have to bear with one another, he says, in love. Amen? He says, endeavoring. Somebody say endeavoring. He says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You want to endeavor. As a church community, we want to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Peace, when we have united ourselves and have become, now watch this, when we become, when we, let me say this right. We, when we become people that have been filled with peace, we become peacemakers. We become peacemakers. And when we become peacemakers, it causes us to maintain unity, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. When we have peace, it helps us to bring you. A lot of times when people are insecure, they are selfish, they have their own selfish agenda, they're, in, they're, they're just trying to prove their worth, that causes disruption And and it's a sign that a person isn't at peace within themselves. So it's hard for them to maintain the unity of the spirit when they don't have peace within themselves. When you have peace and you're secure, you're not tripping off who's singing on the worship team. 
You're not, you don't care about who's singing, who gets the lead. When you have peace within yourself, you could care less when, when's the next time you're going to preach. When you have peace within yourself, you're not worrying about what everybody else thinks about you. When you have peace within yourself, you're just enjoying God, enjoying God's people. And then what happens is you become a person that makes, you, make, you maintain the unity of the spirit. Insecure people want to tear other people down. People that have selfishness in your heart want to betray other people. Those are the ones. They don't have any peace. So I got to tear this person down. We want to be people that endeavor to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And as we do this, what happens? People are blessed. In your home, if you have peace within your home, it helps you to overcome betrayal. It helps to maintain peace. When, I mean, unity within your home. When you have peace. That's when unity begins to flow. And for us as saints, we want to make sure that we maintain that and that we're constantly looking to use unity, peace, bearing with one another. These principles that God has has laid out, and they're the things that help us to overcome the end time strategy of the enemy, which is to cause us to betray one another. And we're going to close this out in Romans chapter 12. And we're going to read some things here. That are very, very important. It's a lot, y'all, but it's, it's, it's great because these are characteristics that God is looking for that are going to help us to overcome Satan's end time strategy. These are just some more tools. The Apostle Paul, he uses similar phrases here, and he says in verse 3, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. I just address that. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality, he who who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. He says, let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy, that you love a person and there's no hidden agenda or motive behind it. This is how you overcome betrayal. When you really do love people, and there's no hypocrisy, there's no cloak behind your reason for displaying affection or love towards somebody. There's nothing that you're looking for in return. When we get this in our hearts, that's when we really start flourishing when it comes to love. Jesus loved us before we ever loved him. And he gave himself for us. And for us, it's the same thing. We want to be givers of ourselves and be blessers. And, and have it do it without any hypocrisy. The King James says without simulation. You're not just play acting. That this is, this is something that's deep in your heart. That you just love people. You just love people. And sometimes they step on your toes. And saints, let me say this. I want everybody to look, look me in my eye. Sheep bite. 
Sometimes you're going to get bit, but you got to keep loving. Now, I'm not saying you become a doormat because you're not going to bite me five times. But, but your love has to be without hypocrisy. And for us as saints, we want to be the type of church and, and people that people get the sense that they really do love, man, that you, that you do. And love doesn't mean you let people walk over you and you just give them whatever they want. That's not love, man. That's not. But you're always going to know that, that, that I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, and that I'm the type of person that, that my affection towards you my love towards you, my compassion towards you doesn't change. Now, I'm not going to let you just abuse me. So there has to be balance there, but there's no hypocrisy. I don't want you in my life just, for, just because there's something that you can give me. That's the problem. A lot of people, they say they love you, but then they'll stab you in the back when you don't give them what they want. <laughs> I know I'm preaching now. I haven't had to pull an amen out of my pocket in a while, but I got a couple in there. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Now look at this. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Be kindly affectionate to one another in brotherly love. And that means that you you want to make sure that, that you can be firm without being overly rough and harsh. But you can be firm. There's a place for being firm. And, and there's a place for, there's a lot of exclamation points behind stuff that Jesus said. Hear the message, not the tone. Understand that there's a time. If, 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 if I'm talking to Minister Ernesto and I come over to your house, right? And I come over to your house. And you're in the house. And I walk up to the house. And I see smoke coming out of your windows. Do you want me to come to your house and say, Minister Ernesto, there's smoke coming out of your windows. I think you might need to put out this fire. Is that how you want me to? No, you don't. He goes, Minister Ernesto, what's going on up here, man? There's some smoke coming. We got to do something. Come on now. Now, it's not like you're out of control. But there's a projecting, projection that's letting you know that there's an urgency here. And sometimes you need somebody. I know as a man, sometimes you got to look at men and say, hey, bro, you got to come out of this right now. Come on, bro. We got to put this down. You're messing around. You're going to mess up and lose your family, lose everything. We got to get this right. Let's go, man. Let's go. Can I have an amen? Or am I supposed to say, hey, bro, I know you cheated on your wife and you did what you weren't supposed to do. Don't worry about it. You know, Jesus is our co-pilot. He's going to help us through this. No. Can I, can I have an amen, y'all? <laughs> we got to get out of this Jesus is our co-pilot mentality. Sometimes you need somebody to say stop. And that is, that is also being kindly affectionate towards somebody. And Jesus, and when you study that word kind, I guarantee you, look it up in the Greek. It doesn't mean just, you know, a soft voice. And for us, it's important that we understand that. We want to be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Willing to give of ourselves because this is my brother or my sister in Christ. Look at this. He says, in honor giving preference, he says, to one another. All this stuff is going to deliver us from the hook 
a betrayal that the devil has in our lives that's that has in people's lives that's most of the time tied to some type of selfishness and self-seeking. We destroy this by getting ourselves to a place where we give honor and, and give preference to one another. You go first. You go first. You go first. Man, I sure do hope that they pick that person to do the job, man. That would be a blessing if they just, man, the church, man, they, they've been so faithful in the church. Let God use them. Let God use them. I hope he does. Oh, man, they picked me. I wasn't expecting that. I really was believing God to just do, to let that person do it. You don't see that enough. You don't see it enough in the church. You don't see it enough on jobs. To sit back and, man, I hope that person, I hope that person has success. That God blesses them. That we prefer one another, we prefer the other person. And you allow God, that frees you. There's, the person that has that kind of heart, they will never betray somebody. Look what he says here. He says, he says, in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence. He says, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. He says, not lagging in diligence, that we have our stuff together, that we're diligent about what we do, that we're looking after our own affairs and not waiting for somebody else to fall before we can get our promotion. But we're positioning ourselves. We're diligent, not lagging in diligence. We're fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, Continuing steadfastly in prayer. If I'm continuing steadfastly in prayer, God is going to speak to me about any betrayal that I have in my heart. Can I have an amen, y'all? He says, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. That I'm distributing. Now, my life isn't just about me, and I'm not just thinking, and, and my heart now, how can I give? Because I am in love, how can I give to bless somebody else, to distribute the needs to somebody else? This is what happens. And God wants us to have this. And then we're given to hospitality. That you do allow people to come over to your house. Can I have an amen, y'all? That you actually say, you know what, you can come over. Because some people don't. Like, listen, we're just church friends. That's it. I don't want to see you until next Sunday. <laughs> next Sunday, I will see you. Okay. I know you was in the neighborhood. I gave you my number, and I was there by myself. But I, listen, you can't come over. Matter of fact, I don't even want you to know where I live. That's how some Christians are. We need to break that, amen? Come on, somebody say break it. We got to break it. Because what happens is when we get free from this, then it liberates us from betrayal. You love somebody. There's an interest there. Hey, listen, come on over, man. We can hang up. Now, my house might be a little dirty. Don't worry about it. I'm in my house. Come on up in here. <laughs> Look at all the ladies saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> but some people aren't given to hospitality. When's the last time you had somebody over your house just to hang out and, you know, play cards or something? Some people aren't. They're like, for them, their house is like the hermit kingdom. 
Look at this. Let's go a little deeper, y'all, and we're going to close this out. Look what it says here in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Bless those who persecute you. That's when you know you're really getting delivered from any betrayal in your heart. When you and the spirit of this age and the schemes and, and devices of the enemy can't get a hold of you. When, when somebody does you wrong and you still pray for them. When somebody persecutes you and you still, Lord, I just pray that you would just touch them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I forgive them, Lord. And there's something in your heart where you, where you refuse to allow what's coming at you to become a part of you. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. He says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.